Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. Small businesses across Portland have been struggling, first with the pandemic, then with inflation, and now with the rising number of petty crimes. And on top of it all, they're not finding much support from City Hall. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Nicole Blanchet, co-owner of the Leisure Public House, a restaurant and bar in the St. John's neighborhood of North Portland. Nicole's here to tell us about what she's encountered trying to keep her business afloat. It's Thursday, July 13th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is What Portland's Talking About. So the Leisure Public House uh, is actually pretty close by uh, where I live. And I know what I know about it, it's a neighborhood bar and restaurant. Uh, But how would you describe the vibe to someone who has not come in yet? Like, who's your clientele? What are you serving? Yeah, of course. Um, Actually, that's how I always describe us. It's just as a neighborhood bar. Um, we've been around for almost 16 years this coming August. And yeah, we just kind of cater to the neighborhood. It's a place where we have quite a few regulars and um, just real friendly. Yeah. So 16 years in business, uh, by many accounts, St. John's used to be like a lot more rough around the edges. How have your run-ins with crime changed these last few years? Yeah, you know, that is actually interesting because it was so much more rough around the edges. Um, St. John's was kind of like the last frontier, I'd say, in Portland in many ways. You know, it was its own city. It was a lot more like blue collar, I guess, is Mm -hmm. how it used to be described. Um, I know that there used to be probation and parole spot out there. So there was kind of actually a pretty high amount of people that were on parole so that they could stay close to their parole officer. Anyway, I don't know. St. John's was definitely a little more rough and tumble back in the day. I remember there was there was an area they would call felony flats. And I think that's what you're talking about, which is, you know, an offensive name. Yeah. That was something I would hear, you know, often about, oh, St. John's, that's felony flats. Yeah, it had a really bad reputation. I feel like we really had to work against that for a long time. But all that being said, we were never really broken into um, mm-hmm. like we have been recently. We've been broken into, or we've had our windows broken four times since this past Christmas. And, you know, that's never happened to us. We had maybe even had been broken into like three times, four times before that in all of the 16 years. Wow. So you're saying that the last four years is when you've seen the most vandalism, that kind of crime? I mean, yeah, I would say just like the last two years. But Wow. Okay. But yeah. It's been remarkably higher. Yeah. So like what challenges does that cause? I mean, obviously from the annoyance of having to purchase new windows and it being expensive and also it just feeling like a bummer, you know, um, if you're a business owner, what does that mean for you? Like insurance, all that stuff. 
Yeah. It means so much. It is such a bummer. It feels it's so taxing, like emotionally mm-hmm. to have to deal with that. Like my husband and I, he, or he always says like when he's going to the bar, it's just like his heart kind of stops because he's right before he pulls up. Cause he's like, what am I going to see today? You know, mm-hmm. is there going to be vandalism? Like we had today, um, someone had tagged up one of our outside spaces and, or a broken window or, sometimes just like a really sketchy scene that's happening. We've had people shooting up outside of our place, just like literally like needles in arms, Um, you know, scary stuff. Yeah. So there's that, the emotional side. Um, And then insurance has gone up astronomically, astronomically that is. It's been in the last two years, our insurance went up an extra $10,000. I was able to get it back down a little bit. So like this year, it's only an extra, you know, I think 6,000 than what it was a couple of years ago. And the reasons that they claim for that is because Portland in general has just the crime rate has gone up so high. Plus, Mm -hmm. you know, um, inflation obviously is a factor. Yeah, there's just a lot of insurers that just aren't insuring in Portland right now. Like it's really hard to even get insurance, period. That's that's depressing when you can't give your money away to a business, to like an industry that is like notoriously shady. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so crazy. I, I I was like, what's going on? You know, like how, how could it go? And, And the way insurance works too, is that it's just, you sometimes don't know I didn't realize like a couple of years ago, how much our insurance was going to go up until a few days before it was due and you can't just not have insurance. But, you know, I speak to my other business owners or the other bar owners and restaurant owners I know, and it's a killer. We're all kind of like, when that happens, we're all kind of texting each other. Where do you get your insurance? Yeah. And you're just kind of stuck footing this incredible bill. It's, it's intense. Yeah. You just mentioned your neighborhood businesses. Um, How have you guys been wrestling with all of this? Like, I've noticed that when someone gets hit, it, like, and I mean, like a window gets broken, mm-hmm. it's three or four other businesses also got their windows broken because whoever's doing this isn't just going for like a smash and grab. Like they're, they're just trying to get the the closest thing. Like they broke into 45th parallel and didn't steal any wine. Oh yeah. Which is like, to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to break into 45th parallel, I would have taken all the wine. <laughs> like, it what? is really weird like that. We've been broken into twice now and they've gone for our safe and tried to break into our safe. They weren't successful, but they didn't take anything else. So we're talking, you know, obviously tons of liquor that we have mm-hmm. on hand. Um, you know, our iPads that we have for our square stands, just nothing was taken. It's, it's bizarre to me. Right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, let's talk about what City Hall has been doing, if anything, to help local businesses with these issues. So you and your uh, fellow business owners, like what has been your experience working with the city? Uh, Because I I heard that there were some grants for window replacements and they had like other programs in place. What have you seen? Yeah, we are very lucky to have some grants coming through Prosper Portland. And that has paid for our last broken windows. I am still waiting to get my two windows replaced right now. 
but I feel confident. I think that I will be, you know, I have to get reimbursed. So first I have to pay for these windows before I can be reimbursed for the money. Oh, okay. So I'm still, I don't think there's going to be any problem, but anyway, yeah, I feel very lucky to have that. Cause if we didn't, I would just be paying out of pocket for every single one. And if I did actually try to claim it through my insurance, there'd be a real possibility that I that they would either drop me or that my rates would go up. Wow. You know, I heard that you had a meeting with uh, our very controversial county DA, Mike Schmidt. How did that go? Yeah, that was a while back. And he was there with a bunch of different people. Like Renee Gonzalez was there and there were some police officers there, you know, different, different folk. Um, it... I don't know. It didn't go well, I would say. Really? Like, why? I didn't really feel like a lot came out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my general feeling, it it just sort of felt like a bit of lip service. I mean, I feel like some people spoke out to him and ex- expressed their frustrations, and he seemed defensive about it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's tough. I guess i feeling a little cynical around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just because I have seen zero change. In fact, it was after that meeting that we've had like three more broken windows. So, yeah, it just doesn't seem like there was much that was gained. And I guess I really don't feel like we're being heard. I, I It just sort of feels like you're screaming into the void. Yeah, I feel like that's what we hear from a lot of people who go to the city for uh, support. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, and then I went to the city and it was all better. So it's, they might be a bit overwhelmed, maybe like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't blame the police officers that are understaffed and, you know, have trouble being able to get to all of our calls. But I will say there's like almost no police presence in our area of town. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I see, you know, whenever I go online, when I need to file my, you know, reports about broken windows, that they're looking for police officers and they're wanting to hire. Yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's hard. I mean, I, I don't want to necessarily blame people that don't have an ability to make change, but all I know is the system is feeling really broken on my end. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like we're on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you mentioned that um, you have been talking to fellow business owners in the neighborhood. Uh, What is it about that? There was like a business owners app or something. Um, Yeah. So tell me about having to take things into your own hands. You know, I just want to know what you guys are up to. Yeah, we all just have sort of like a shared app. I guess it's like a shared texting app, really. Mm -hmm. And um, we're, we're using it to communicate when sort of things go wrong. For instance, this morning, um, there's a new tap room that's going to be opening and um, their door was completely bashed in today. And so that's actually how they found out about their door being bashed in. Oh, my gosh. Was because, you know, someone saw it and posted it on there. And so, yeah, it's sort of just a way for us to sort of be like, oh, did anyone see this happen over here? You know, can you tell the owners? Because you know, again, there's like no police presence. You know, like there's no police that drove by and saw an absolutely clearly broken window and, you know, contacted anyone. Mm -hmm. What do you need from the city to help with all these issues? 
that you're you're having. Like I, I can't I mean, because I'm imagining you go there and you're you're not only wanting to talk to them, but you're asking for support. Like, what is the support that you need from them? I really feel like police presence is the biggest support that we could benefit from. Um, I do also think more prosecution of people that are doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we did recently have one of the DAs come down and um, they were just helpful in saying that, you know, we really do need to be keeping track of as much as we can, the different people that are um, doing these crimes, because it usually is just a few people who are perpetrators of these crimes. So if you can, I guess, keep track and, you know, keep trying to, you know, do what you can, like what we're doing with our app, that that would give them more teeth when they're trying to prosecute. So they're basically asking you guys, the business owners, to keep track of who's doing this to you. To a degree, yeah. I mean, they, they're they just kind of saying like, yeah, what you're doing with, you know, communicating with each other and doing all that is good, you know. But yeah, the other side of that is we're, in essence, sort of doing someone else's job. Yeah. You know, so... So what I'm hearing, you know, you're, so you're saying more police presence and more prosecution from the city and possibly maybe them also doing more of the job that they're supposed to be doing that we're already paying into taxes for them to do. Um, but what about the community? Like, what can we do to help? Like, is there, you know, I feel like it's all of our responsibility to create the community we want to live in, right? I don't think that we should be policing each other. I don't think that we should be vigilantes or such. But like, what can we do as a community to support businesses that we don't want to see go out of business? I mean, supporting with your dollars is usually the best way that you can do it. I mean, we that's how we're surviving. I feel like I'm I'm nervous to keep raising our prices, even though it's hard to really be breaking even these days with inflation going up as much as it is. And as I mentioned, my insurance is pretty astronomical and I don't really want to, I don't want to gouge my customers, but at the same time, and and I'm worried that if I raise my prices, they're going to not come in. So, I mean, those are the, that's what I struggle with is just kind of trying to be able to survive and yet not make my customers scare them off with too much of price increase. And then, you know, outside of that, I would obviously say, you know, just trying to support us with your votes and, you know, who we choose to bring into office in Portland and just keep putting on this pressure so that hopefully things improve, Mm -hmm. which I want to be optimistic. And I want to believe that things have got to change just because it feels like, we're all on the same page about being unhappy about this current situation. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, you've been doing this for 16 years. Are you feeling burnt out? Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with feeling really burnt out, I would say. It's been hard. I mean, it's also, you know, it's my husband and I's only income and sorry, I'm feeling a little emotional about it because it just is something I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and I've just been thinking hard about, should we, you know, do something else or, you know, how do we make it? So this just isn't so taxing on our psyche and also just sort of questionable whether it's just a good business decision anymore. I mean, our bar leisure has been really good to us. I always say, you know, like it's really 
it's it's always grown it's supported us it's given us community you know like i've met my best friends through leisure i've you know it just has brought us a lot but it sort of feels like law of diminishing returns at this point perhaps mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm just not i'm not always sure if i have it in me but then you know, I feel like that. And then I have like a really good interaction with a customer and, and I have a good, we have a good few weeks and then I don't feel that way anymore. So it, it just sort of ebbs and flows. Well, Nicole, I hope that you stick around. I mean, I know so many people (laughs) in this community that love your establishment and uh, love going there and Thank you for seriously for doing what you do, which is you create community and you make people want to live here. So thank you for fighting that fight, Nicole. Ah, thanks. And now for your microdose of news. City Commissioners Renee Gonzalez and Dan Ryan have a plan to revise Portland's new form of government even before it gets up and running. They want to cut the number of people on the new city council from 12 to 8, establish mayoral veto power, and simplify the ranked choice voting system. It's not clear yet whether they have the third vote necessary to put this idea on the November ballot, but both Mayor Ted Wheeler and Commissioner Mingus Maps have previously communicated reservations about many pieces of the current adopted changes. So, maybe. And local clothing store Wild Fang and drag review Darcel 15 Showplace have set a new world record. At 4.41 a.m. on Wednesday morning, their Dragathon fundraiser surpassed the current Guinness World Record for the longest drag artist stage show. The fundraiser, which featured over 48 hours of drag performances, wrapped up at 4 p.m. yesterday, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for the LGBTQ plus youth suicide prevention nonprofit Trevor Project. And I can attest, it was a blast. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>